Come on in. I'm Lainey. And I'm Laura Beth. And we are Steel Magnolias. Two sisters who love family, traditions, and all things Southern. We've got plenty of room at our table, so pull up a chair. Cheers to 2019! You're here! Yeah, I feel like I should have a little horn to blow yeah. for the, the best of occasion. <laughs> it is officially 2019. That wow. feels crazy to say. I'll probably be writing 2018. Um, for a while. For several months, and that's okay, because that's just part of the year-to-year change. That's and right. Grace to you for that. Cause... Hopefully you had a good Christmas. Hopefully your returns were minimal. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully you have... Um, begun to make your list for thank you notes. Oh, yes. If you haven't uh, thought about that, thank you notes you are important. Um, we talked in a couple episodes ago. I guess it was episode five. We're doing a few, so I'm uh-huh, losing count Five now. or six where we talked about thank you notes and the right occasions to write those on. So if you need any refreshers, uh, you can go check that out. But um, it is officially New Year's Day, and we have much to celebrate, much to look forward to. At the end of our show, we're even going to jump into some things to mark your calendar for. That's right. That are some, I guess, must-attend events in the South. So, um, But before we do that, it's <laughs> time to eat, right? Always, <laughs> right? That's an important part of culture. Let's eat some food. <laughs> Oh, wow. Well, there's a tradition in the South mm-hmm. of eating black-eyed peas and collard greens on New Year's Day. Yes. So, um, we're going to, yeah. You and I have done that often on New Year's Day, and I am not a fan of the black-eyed peas. So. I like the band, the black-eyed peas. Oh, they yeah. were great. <laughs> <laughs> Me as well. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so I just wanted to talk a little bit about that. I don't have grandioso you know, recipes to share. I think they're pretty straightforward anyway. As we've said before, you cook things with pork in the South. So people will often throw in with their black eyed peas or their collard grains, some hog jaw, which is the cheek of the hog. Throw that in for cooking. That's like the bone? No, it's meat. It's It's meat. It's a salty meat part, but it's... um, yeah, people will often throw that in or chunk it up and put okay. it in with the okay. black eyed peas and collard greens. It gives great flavor to cool. your, to sure your beans or, or greens. But yeah, um, in the South, I have seen this served up many different ways and, and different things like that. But it represents, the idea is that black eyed peas symbolize good luck and fortune. Hey, who and doesn't want that? Who doesn't want that? And collard greens represent money and wealth. Even who better. Who doesn't want that? Exactly. <laughs> so, in fact, I've even seen them cooked with um, a penny in the pot. Really? Okay. Um, supposed to bring more wealth to you. And then okay. I've even seen it that, you know, when it's served, whoever gets that penny gets the extra dose of wealth or whatever. That's fun. So, That's anyway. really fun. I like that yeah. a lot. Most Southerners say that this dates back to the Civil War. Um, And I found this interesting as I was looking this up. Black-eyed peas were considered animal food. Um, Oh, okay. And so the rumor has it, or the story goes, that General Sherman's Union troops raided the Confederates' food supply and that they took everything except the peas and the salted pork. Oh, because that was animal food, so they didn't want that. They left that. 
and the Confederates considered themselves lucky to be left with those things to survive the winter. Wow. So I don't know if that's true, but that's how peas came to be. Turning a bad situation around or what could have been perceived as a bad situation. Instead, it was seen as the... Being grateful. That's right. Doesn't wow. that just make things, That's, that grateful heart stuff? See, now I feel like I difference. should like black-eyed peas, because at least <laughs> Be I'm grateful, grateful enough right. to have access to right. black-eyed peas. So, um, and you see that, you know, serve different ways. Coastal places, I've seen Hoppin' John. Have you ever had that? I've like where heard it's of that. they'll cook the black-eyed peas with rice and, again, some of that hog jaw or okay. salted pork in there, kind of cooked all together yeah. for flavor. See, rice would be nice because if I wasn't enjoying the flavor, that would kind At of help. You've and you know, there's a lot it. of a lot to be said for some of the good rice that's on the coast too. That's they true. Have a lot of good rice, and so that's true. Um, probably much more flavorful than something um, just instant. <laughs> you yeah, know, that yeah. somebody might be thinking of rice being pretty bland, but there's some great rices out there. You bought some rice, didn't I you? I did. I haven't made it yet. Okay. So I, I wanted to do something special to, okay. to try it, you but bought, I did buy some, some special that was out of Mississippi or somewhere. I think so. When you do make that, I want to know how it is. Yeah. We'll share that with our yeah. listeners. Um, and I like cowboy caviar. Um, that's where you take the black eyed peas and you mix it with like black beans and tomatoes and onion and corn. corn. Yeah. Um, so kind of a salsa esque. Yeah, exactly. Um, would you eat that just by itself or do you eat it with a tortilla chip? Like a tortilla chip. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I like cowboy caviar. That would be a much more enjoyable way for me to eat it. Yeah. But, you know, more traditionally for New Year's Day, you would serve it just the black-eyed peas with some of that pork in there next to some collard greens and cornbread. Cornbread. Okay. So, yeah. There you have it. There's your New Year's good luck meal. Cornbread is tricky because, you know, there's so many shortcuts. Nah. I learned this the hard way. So funny. With my, um, I believe I was in fifth, grade um we were required to participate in the 4-h club which 4-h was is like an agricultural club very popular here um in tennessee and probably all throughout the south but um we had a cornbread baking competition and i don't know if you were required to enter i know we were required to participate in 4-h in general but i mean i didn't know that there were some pretty strict rules yes, and I learned Lord. it the hard way. So, you know, imagine all these fifth graders coming in with their pans of cornbread and they lined them up and gave them each a number, a signed number. And some so, of these people probably, you know, couldn't wait to make their grandma's recipe. And you may have thought about this just before. Probably the night before. Yeah. I mean, let's not fault a fifth grader for That's probably true. I'm not forgetting. shaming you. I'm just saying that you assumed yes. that a particular I, ingredient was the starting point. Absolutely. So what I learned the hard way was as I sat in my desk um, and I watched the 4-H leader that had come special for this day of the cornbread competition go down the line, taking a fork, sampling each one, making her notes, just like any other good food competition. Mm -hmm. She was taking it very seriously. Mm -hmm. This may be the thing she looks forward to most Mm -hmm. in the year. I don't know. She was probably checking, like, is it crusty on the outside? Oh, yeah. Does it have a wonderful 
consistency. Yeah. Is it, yeah. Is it kind of hard on the outside and moist in the inside? Mm-hmm. And, you know, all things that in hindsight I now know are just the attributes you look for in cornbread. But as she came to number seven, I believe that was my number, <laughs> sc- <laughs> scarred in my uh, memory, she quickly. Uh, furrowed her brow and looked across the classroom and wanted to know who had brought number seven. And so I very proudly popped my hand up because I thought the competition is over. We have she a winner. She has found the winner. That's not the case, actually, though. Um, the case was that she wanted to know who had brought number seven. Bingo, it's me. You are automatically disqualified. You were not allowed to use Jiffy cornbread mix in this competition. (laughs) To which I slowly sunk into my seat and was disqualified. So cornbread cannot be made in competitions with Jiffy. Um, You might be able to sneak it in your own home. Absolutely. It's great mix, but <laughs> it does not she knows. measure up against That's only right. cornbread. That's right. So luckily my husband still loves Jiffy and loves cornbread, um, whether it's Jiffy made or not. So I win in my own home, but I didn't win that for That's each hysterical. competition. I, I like didn't to even... have Jiffy on hand just to quickly make corn pudding as well. Which That's good. Yeah. Is, oh, corn pudding so It's good. so good. So anyway. Good. Okay. <laughs> we digress. Yes. Um, yeah. So... Would you typically um, imagine the New Year's Day meal being served for lunch or dinner? Or does it matter? Oh, I think you could do either. Okay. Um, Yeah, I think you could do either. So, well, I will be in Indiana um, this New Year's Day. So I I don't know if I could talk them into trying Trying some black-eyed peas and collard greens or not. But um, certainly sounds like a good tradition to bring in prosperity through the year. Um, well, hey, now that the new year's upon us, people are looking to what they can look forward to. That's right. And you know, you get that new calendar. I know we don't get paper calendars as much as we used to. I I loved when I was in college, our bookstore at Western Kentucky had the abacus was what it was called. And you always bought your new abacus. It was red and it already had in it the college events that you needed to know. Brilliant. And then you added you, you added know, your birthdays staff. and your own personal events. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I still laugh thinking about when how excited I that? got to get my abacus. Yeah. I don't know because everything's digital now. I mean, I, so I mentioned used that on a, a previous that. episode yeah. that I, I do print a wall calendar typically through like a photo company, but I pretty much everything's am on my digital phone now, and I'm one that's you know often called old fashioned because sure. I'm so old school, but I love this digital calendar, but you know, in the, in January, no kidding. We set aside time to think about vacation and mm-hmm. all of those things. Like you have to plan, you, you don't do. just get to spring on doing that and saving yeah. up for that. And so that's one reason we wanted to go ahead and jump and look at the whole calendar Absolutely. in case some of these resonate with you and you want to go, huh? Maybe I'll take two days off to do that. Yeah, because some of these events um, require ticketing. Yeah. Some of it's going to sell out. And travel. Travel, um, days off of work. If it's a weekend event, you still may want to make a three-day weekend out of it or a four-day weekend. So, yeah. So, this is not the end-all, be-all exhaustive list of things to look forward to in the South. But these are some highlights. Yeah. 
and we did do it month by month. So if you even know that spring is a good time for you to take time off work, if that's a, you know, a dip in your schedule, or if you're looking for spring break plans, or if you know, Hey, summer only, you know, is the only time that our family can do anything, then it's good to go ahead and start laying out your plans. And yeah, Larbeth and I have not compared lists. We've gathered our own list. In fact, we do that a lot on this podcast. We want it to be authentic and fresh. And so we don't talk a lot about what we're going to talk about other than what our subjects are. Um, and the first one I'm going to mention is January, so I have it one may be too late to That's true. plan well, this, we'll but see. it falls on the same day of the next year, so you can do it next time. But you ready to jump in? Yeah, you go. Well, one of our um, Tennessee legends um, has a birthday in January, and yep. that's Elvis Presley. Yes, the king. The king, January the 8th, is, would have been his 84th birthday. Oh, Wow. So, Graceland does a number of events from January 5th to January 8th this year. Memphis, Tennessee. And I looked it up, and even many of them are already sold out. Wow. Um, and, you know, so. Yeah, it's upon us. It's some here. of it you're not yeah. going to be able to do. Yeah. But but you could go to Graceland and have cake, for sure, on his birthday That's if you cool. wanted to do that. That's cool. And um, total side note, but funny thing is, do you I know, know what, what I'm going to say? I know what say, because, yeah, this was so random. <laughs> it is, but it's, I looked up the story, too, because it's kind of. Oh funny good okay we went just happened to be on january the 8th a few years ago to have a meal at a local chain restaurant here in nashville called chewy's chewy c-h-u-y chewy's tex-mex restaurant uh-huh. and it was a celebration of elvis's birthday which i had no idea why chewy's had a connect What's their connect yeah. to yeah elvis yeah. since it's out of texas right but here's the story so the first location had opened there in Texas, and they were low on money for decorations, and it's time to open. Oh. They go to some place and land a few Velvet Elvis. Oh, my. Okay. Things to hang on the wall. Yeah. And literally, that's how their connection their with thing. Elvis was born. So they, all of their restaurants, wow. it's my understanding, yeah, it on is. January the 8th, if you dress as Elvis or Priscilla Presley, you get a free entree. And they and you might want to check with your local That's Chewies awesome. before you do this because I'm just telling you I read this online. But um, and they always have, as we experienced, a huge birthday cake and Twinkies in honor of Elvis's birthday because he loved Twinkies. Because he loved Twinkies. That was so, that and um, peanut butter and banana sandwiches, fried, fried. <laughs> um, so there you go. If you want to celebrate Elvis's birthday, and he is known and admired worldwide. So it's not unusual for you to run into people from all over the world when you're at Graceland. So anyway, there you have it. It's a fun tour. And it's not even just the home you can tour. Like he's got his airplane. Cars, plane, cars. It's all, I believe, additional tickets to, to... it's been a while since tours. I did it. So. Um, and, of course, <laughs> if you are going to Memphis, you got to stay at the Peabody Hotel. Oh, yeah. Where um, there is all sorts of history. and it's um, beautiful, too. 
just beauty location. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. There's so my January. That's thing. Uh, Elvis's birthday in January in Memphis. And also. you're going to notice as we go through this list that there is a heavier amount, I would say in the spring and fall, particularly spring. Yeah. Cause it gets stinking hot down here, y'all. So yeah. we don't have a ton to do in August. Well, and we're, we're a little, uh, weather, fa- fair weather. Yes. In the winter. You yeah. know, oh, if, if it's yeah. going to snow or ice, you certainly don't want an we're event planned because, you know, yeah. your town is going to shut down because we're not used to that. That's right. We don't have salt trucks like y'all do in the north. Exactly. So, yeah, you're right. That's a good observation. I just was noticing, like, we're way heavy on March to May and then again, pick up again on October because those are our beautiful months. But anyhow. Okay. So another one in January, if you're looking to go way south or further south um, than which a lot of people like to do in january exactly the 30a songwriters festival oh, yeah. happens in seaside i have heard Florida. about this so 30a is the highway that runs a lot of the panhandle area mm-hmm. um south walton area destin um, seaside rosemary beach it's just all sorts of there's a lot of people um in especially our area of tennessee that vacation yeah in rosemary down in in the 30a Area, but the Songwriters Festival, I'll give the dates for that just because it's coming up. Um, it's the 18th through the 21st, but they've got Jason Isbell, Brandy Carlisle, Roseanne Cash, Lucinda wow. Williams. Um, yeah, there's going to be, and I'm uh, and more and more and more. Um, but I think it would be fun, just you know, that sounds cool. And I think the various BMI ASCAP, like they have their own little side things going, I and you're different right. things like that as well. So. Yeah, and this is the tenth annual, so okay, they've been going much longer than I had thought. But that's definitely something in January, and then in February. Anyone can look forward to Mardi Gras yes. in New Orleans. So there's a ton of stuff. That is I mean, it. I'm not even going to, I've never been to Mardi Gras. I've been in New Orleans several times, but I haven't been for Fat Mardi Tuesday's Gras. Fat Tuesday's March 5th. Okay. I did look that up. Okay. So that's the biggest day. Yes. That's where you gorge yourself before <laughs> Ash Wednesday, exactly. where you're probably giving up something. A for lot Lynch. of times people that's what this will, is all will do between uh, Ash Wednesday and... Is it all the way through Easter? Yes. Okay. So yeah. it's a it's a long span of time, around forty days ish, probably. I don't know. Um, but yeah, you gorge yourself on Fat Tuesday so that when you're whatever you're laying down, yeah, which is kind of messed up. But anyway, <laughs> why do we do that? Um, but yeah, I have a good friend of mine, Amy, who grew up in Louisiana, and she said school's out for a week. Like wow. it's a big deal. Like, there's events every day. This is not, like, a just one-day thing. Like yeah. Like, there's parades, you know, and festivities for at least a week. Wow. So, yeah. Sometime we need to do a whole, maybe even in, in February, March. Let's do we a, do a let's all do Mardi, a Mardi Gras, Gras New Orleans New Orleans special. Yeah. That sounds like fun. Um, I think, you know, that was the only other, that's a, that's a major event, so I didn't put anything yeah, else yeah. down. I have one that I just would dream of going to because, I'm sorry, this sounds like glory all over it. And that is March 6th through 10th, the Charleston Food and Wine Festival. Oh. Come no. on with that. When is that? February I have March, March 6th to 10th. Oh, it's March. Yeah. I did. I was just saying I didn't have anything else in February. Oh, sorry. I no, that's ahead. fine. Um, yes. I would love to, go to, to go to this <laughs> event. I would love to do that. I don't know... Um, 
how expensive it is. I don't know if it's... Did you say it's multiple days? I have March 6 through 10. Oh, it is. Now, okay. And I can't do those dates, but yeah. maybe the next year I'll yeah. like make that a trip yeah. that I plan on going if yeah. you want to make that a that. trip yeah. Yeah. Um, and really try to get some of that experience in because Charleston has some of the best food of the South. Major chefs come out of... yeah. A lot of the Charleston restaurants, or South Carolina, I guess I should say. Rodney Scott, Sean Brock. I mean, yeah, and it's got that influence of the coast, which has mm-hmm. a lot of good seafood, a lot of good mm-hmm. French influence, and even mm-hmm. African influence. And so, yeah, that would be a fun trip. So, also in March is the South by Southwest Festival in Austin, Texas. Multiple days of music. They've yeah. even got a lot of film. Film. That's right. Lots, um, lots goes a film on around festival that. that's now been incorporated into that. Um, so, yeah, lots of up and comers, but a lot of like well established yeah. acts. Um, I don't have the exact dates on that, but it's I multiple wrote March eighth through eighteen. So yeah, that's, it's, it's long. Yes, it is. So that's two weekends. Um, I would like to make that a priority at some point too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know how I could do both in the same year, but March is actually, you, well, you mentioned spring mm-hmm. and fall being heavy for us. And then also over in Myrtle beach, South Carolina, what's going on there? And look forward to the shag dance competition. Oh, how fun. Yeah. So we mentioned shag as a must see Southern movie. Um, so if you've gotten to see that and have a taste of what the shag uh, dance is like, they're actually in a competition that in that so movie. To say. I mean, what fun that would be to to go witness that and That's also adorable. depending on the weather it could be a, a nice time of year to go over to myrtle beach a lot of spring break you know travelers from the south go to the beach in hopes that they can potentially get some some sun so i have a client who um grew up in the carolinas and he told me that he taught his daughters to shag when they were little like he was good at it so he taught them and they ended up going to school i believe both of them went in north carolina and were really good shaggers so how fun to perfect they've like been raised for such yeah your dad taught you i thought that was so sweet cool i love that um i jotted down um St. Patrick's Day in Savannah. Um, I've just heard of this. I have a friend that's done that. They dye the river green yes. there in Savannah, and yeah. I just jotted that down. That would yeah. be a fun place to be. That'd be a fun. St. Patrick's Yeah, if Day. you're already wanting to go to Savannah, which I do. Um, to tie it in to and do that it on would be really St. fun. St. Patrick's Day is a great idea. Yeah. How fun. Well, in April, um, we have a couple of things to look forward to. The Keeneland. Woohoo! Spring meet in yeah. Lexington, Kentucky. So we're going to do a special on Keeneland yeah. um, before that happens yeah. to share about our experience. We went in the fall. Yes, yeah. they do a blast. fall and spring meet, and it's yeah. really a sweet experience. That's in Lexington. So. Um, I have one more April before you get out of April. I do, too. Hold on. Uh, Jazz Fest in ah, New yes. Orleans. Yes, I had that one down. Jazz and Heritage Festival, April the 26th through May 5th. Okay. In New Orleans? It's the 2019 date. Okay, cool. Yep. And then one other I jotted down. If you're a golfer, you probably already know this, oh. but the Masters in Augusta is from April 11 to 14. You probably should have started saving for those tickets last <laughs> January 1st. But Worked all your connections to get there, but <laughs> that's the dates if you good. are interested. <laughs> Okay, and then in May, we've got, again, sticking on the horse theme, the 
pomp and circumstance that is around the Kentucky Derby. That's right. That'd be in Louisville. Yes, May the 4th this year. Um, We may have to do a whole episode on that, too. On the Derby. Just being a fan of that Derby. Yeah. I'm I'm so desiring to go. One of my friends is really wanting us to get tickets to do it, and she sent me an email about doing it, and the tickets for the Oaks, which is Friday night, the Derby, which was Saturday night, uh, I mean, we're talking, I want to say it was 700 something. I was going to say 1,000. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, and that's not hotel and all that. So it's, it's a pricey of affair, but, um, and I'm not talking about the infield. You can do the infield kind of stuff cheaper, but okay. that's not really the experience I wanted. I wanted to be dressed up. So yeah. people um, probably dress up in the infield, but not to the degree. Not to the degree. Of in the grandstand. A lot more. Yeah. So that's not as... As fun of an experience as what I was hoping for. But, yeah, May the 4th will be Derby. And you can have fun with Derby, even just doing a little Derby party in your home. Which you've done before. I love to cook some traditional foods and have bourbon. And it's more fun to uh, pretend to bet rather than to go and lose real money. That's true. So um, that's that's a fun thing to look forward to in May. As well, in May on Memorial Day weekend, um, there is the Spoleto festival yes in charleston which is an arts festival it actually i'm saying memorial day weekend but it leads up to memorial day weekend i think it's a good seven or eight days of a festival okay but most of the events culminate on memorial day weekend it's all sorts of artists musicians um just great fun and then also um that same weekend is the gola festival oh yeah um so i bet that would be cool that that happens um very close to Charleston in, um, I think you pronounce it Beaufort? Probably Beaufort. Yeah. Beaufort, yeah, yeah. Beaufort, South Carolina. So it's a celebration of low country African-American culture. Yeah. Gullah Geechee is the people group that came from, I believe, West Africa. Yes. That have resided there and have brought some of the most beautiful <laughs> food culture. Yeah. Um, they're also known for these, um, the baskets, baskets that they weave and yeah if you've I'm ever sure been to the things, the markets in downtown Charleston you definitely have seen women there weaving these baskets that are gorgeous yes yeah. um just very detailed very time consuming <laughs> very expensive like, um yeah. sweetwater grass or something yes baskets yeah yeah, yeah. So, so that would be a fun festival. Yeah. So May, you could, I mean, if you went Memorial Day weekend in Charleston, you could hit both of those. You could hit Spoleto. super fun. Spoleto and um, the, Gala. the Gala Festival. And one more May I have a little closer to our home is um, Memphis is known for many activities in May. Oh, yeah. But they have the Beale Street Music Festival from May 3rd to 5th and then the Barbecue Festival May 15th to 18th. Cool. So that's if, cool. That would be um, yeah. a good fun time to hit Memphis is around some of their activities. Mm-hmm. Well, in the summer months, a lot of music festivals yeah. <laughs> pop up and are happening. So in June, we have the CMA Music Fest here yep. in Nashville, which used to be called Fanfare, <laughs> used to be out at the fairgrounds, That's right. used to be a lot smaller scale, but still has always been a very big event, big deal um, here in Nashville for the place for country music fans to get to connect with the artists that pretty, they love. For, pretty special. For autographs, yeah. pictures. They um, are so willing. Yes. The to, country music community is um, 
very uh, embracing of their fans, giving back of their time, um, even resources. Yeah. So yeah, CMA Fest um, happens all over the downtown Nashville area. They have nightly, uh, the larger concerts happen at our um, Nissan Stadium here in Nashville. So, But there's um, music happening all over town. Everywhere, yes. And that's June 6 to 9 this year. Okay. I'll look at the dates just to be specific. It's hot. It's usually pretty warm event um that same weekend usually is bonnaroo music festival in manchester moving it i think are they like okay. trying to intentionally because it's been so bad with traffic and different things mm-hmm. so yeah this year bonnaroo is june 13 to 16 okay that makes sense i mean yeah because there are a lot of fans well that love both mu- types mm-hmm. of music and honestly bonnaroo likes to draw in multiple different genres yes so in fact i've been impressed with that that was smart how they pull from different genres i don't know if they've announced a lineup yet um and that's a pretty pricey ticket too so not start saving now if you think you might want to go to um all right what else you got Uh, i'm jumping to july next okay um yeah, I've got some July as well. Go ahead. So this is not a... I, I don't know how... In, it's certainly not in comparison to Bonnaroo or CMA Fest. But I just have to mention this because it is quite a special little festival in Tennessee. July the 5th through 9th is the Smithville Fiddler's Jamboree. So glad you mentioned this. I forgot about it. If you like bluegrass music, this is one of the biggest bluegrass festivals yes. in the South. Um, great vendors, great music. And I love that there's different age group competitions in this festival. So you'll see, for instance, maybe a banjo contest and it's age 8 to 12. And you see this amazing, you know, nine-year-old picker. Um, same for dancing. They'll have Appalachian Flatfoot Dance Contest, and it's divided up by age. That's and cool. So if you like Appalachian culture, bluegrass music, it's a great festival. And um, Smithville is an hour, an hour and a half from Nashville. East of Nashville. Yeah. yeah. Um, but anyhow, it's always around the 4th of July, and it's it's a sweet little it's not even tiny. I mean, it's a good size festival. A lot. Yeah. I'm so glad you mentioned that. I completely forgot about it. Um, also in July is a music festival that I've just heard more and more good things about. The Forecastle Music Festival in okay. Louisville. So it's right on the river. Um, so it's, you know, outdoor music festival. But mm-hmm. their lineup has not yet been announced. But it's... Um, supposedly just really cool a good one cool uh lineup and louisville's fun so yeah you, and, it is and, and the scenery of being on the river um i think it all just makes for a great event also in uh july is an event you went to yes i wanted to mention that tell one. us about that um that the highland games i knew you're gonna say grandfather that. mountain yes north carolina um I we have some Scottish heritage and this is a Scottish festival. The Highland Games go on in the Highlands of Scotland um and so this is one of the two largest I've I've got both down. Um Highland Games in America and I believe the one we just went to, oh gosh, I didn't write down. We're talking, this has been going close to 70-ish years. Wow. Um, so it's quite a large festival. Um, Grandfather Mountain is near Blowing Rock and Boone, yeah. um, North Carolina. And it is a 
spectacular location for mm-hmm. this festival. Um, you're going to see in the Highland Games, you're going to see a lot of bluegrass music, a lot of bagpipe music, um, the various games of clans competing against one another, so cool. tree trunk throwing, um, all different kinds of you know, physical games, manly games and women even compete in some of these, but yes, a lot of you're going to see kilts galore. And so if you have any Scottish heritage or appreciation for that kind of thing, um, really fun festival. I will say there's a lot of people that camp with, you know, literally camping on the mountain. Okay. Um, if you're not camping on the mountain, it's, it's a bit of a, um, how do I say it? It's a bit of a haul getting in there because you're not able to drive in. They'll let the oh, vendors drive in. Okay. But um, so is it shuttles? It's shuttles okay. from, I believe, three locations. It's pretty well organized, but it does take some time. Like, I believe one of the days we were on the shuttle, not even going very far, but it took us over an hour to get there. Oh, wow. Okay. Just because of the traffic. So, okay. um, maybe not the best festival for somebody who doesn't isn't super physically mobile. Sure. Um, just cause there's a lot to getting up the hills and stuff like that. But yeah. once you're there, wow. Especially very, very cool. And, um, is like, what's the food like there? Like, I'm so glad you mentioned this because I didn't realize there would not be alcohol for sale Oh, at this festival and was kind of hoping to partake a little bit. Okay. You can bring it in. I thought that was so unusual. You can bring it in, but they don't serve it there. Okay. So keep that in mind if that's important to you. But the food they have um, varies from some of it Scottish. You could find um, the Scottish eggs, the um, fish and chips, some different things that you might see served in Scotland. Okay. Um, And then just some festival food as well. But pretty long lines for food just because of the crowds. Can you bring in your own food? Good question. I am not sure. Okay. You have to check on that. Anyway, um, so that is July 11 to 14 this year. That's cool. Um, Anything else in July that you know of? Nope. In fact, I am jumping down to October now. Okay. So. Well, I'll just quickly mention in August, we already mentioned one instance where you can go celebrate Elvis um, in January, but there's also Elvis Week in Memphis in August. So actually, there's lots of chances <laughs> to celebrate Elvis in the South. Like we have, um, it's in the spring sometime, like an Elvis uh movie festival here in okay. Nashville. I like, didn't I mean, even know just, that. That's hilarious. He's a big deal. He's a big deal. Here. Um, and we, we Very do want to celebrate him well. So, And then in September, I the only thing I mentioned was going to mention, because it is growing, is the Pilgrimage Music oh, Festival yeah. Yeah. here in, uh, not just in, in Nashville, in here Franklin. in Franklin, where we, where we live, just down the road, um, at a beautiful park, Harlandsdale Farm. It's a horse farm. Um, they have major acts that they bring yeah. in um lionel richie and counting crows last year we've seen um justin timberlake and uh-huh. um eddie, eddie vetter, eddie vetter. Yeah. so you know big lineup it's yeah. a um saturday sunday event it is a pricey ticket because it's supposed to be like a cultural experience more than just a music festival so they try and intentionally bring in great food vendors um artists from the area just try and 
really display the culture of the South. Um, Mike Wolf, that does the American, American Pickers, Pickers show, he does some of the um, lineup down out there. Like he kind of talks about antiquing and shows gotcha. off some different pieces. Yeah, they just try and do yeah. like a full experience. So that's usually in September. Um, and then what you got for October? Uh, a couple of things. One, um, I have not been to this, but there is a national shrimp festival in Gulf Shores. Yum. And um, I know. So Ooh, fresh that's... seafood, fresh shrimp. Um, just all wanted of... to mention that October 10 to 13. And all of our good shrimp that we have in this area is coming up from the Gulf. Yeah. So yeah. that would be wonderful. So fresh. Yeah. So that's going on. And then I know my Scottish heritage, I just can't help mentioning one more Highland Games, similar to what I was mentioning before, in Stone Mountain, Georgia. October the 18th to 20th. I believe the two I've mentioned are the two biggest in the country. So okay. that's an, another one that's old and a lot of clans come. Yeah. So that's cool. If you want to try hearing and learning more about Scottish culture, maybe hit one of those. Yeah. You'll have to, you'll have to mention a few more things about your experience there yeah. because, um, well do it now. Mention, what you learned about uh, when you were in Scotland about hillbilly. Okay. Could you talk just a second about yes. that? Yes. So so there's a lot of Scottish and Irish immigrants that came to America and ended up in the Appalachia area. Okay. So, and one reason that I now see is it's so similar to Scotland mm-hmm. in landscape wow. and that kind of thing. Wow. So... Wouldn't you naturally, as an immigrant, want to be, like, where you can grow the same crops sure. and make the same, you know... Familiarity at best right. you can. Yes. So so there is a lot of overlap there. I had an opportunity to make a trip la- um, in 2017 to Scotland, and it was one of my favorite trips I've ever taken. Um, and part of it was because I felt so at home mm. with a lot of the culture and yeah. a lot of the language and yeah. that kind of thing. So, um, there was words I was hearing a lot that were very familiar to me that I had heard as hillbilly talk. Yeah. I reckon Uh different phrases like that, that I had heard. They'd be in a Southern dictionary today. Um, and I was hearing these phrases by educated people in Scotland. And I said to one of the people on my tour, I'm hearing all these phrases that I've always heard as hillbilly talk. And he said, do you know where the word hillbilly comes from? And I said, no. And he said, that was a Protestant that came from the hills in wow. Scotland. Apparently that one point in time, now I'm not the history expert here, but there was some king that was named William that was very sympathetic to the Protestants okay. and the Protestant Catholic sure. disputes. And so if you were from the hills and were Protestant, they called you a hillbilly. Wow. And so some of this language that Appalachian people use, sure. which they got from their Scottish and Irish yeah. ancestors, yeah. is not necessarily uneducated. Right. It's actually just... A Protestant from the hills. Yeah. So... Anyhow, I could go on and on about a lot of the things, and and we may go into more in the future, but even the bluegrass music of Appalachia Mm -hmm. come from the Celtic roots of Ireland and Scotland. So cool. Uh, A lot of the same instruments, a lot of the same sounds. Wow. 
There you go. That's I love it. one reason you see a lot of that culture in Appalachia and North Carolina and East Tennessee. Yeah. There's a lot of that influence of Ireland That's and cool. Scotland. Hey, so. I'll, I'll claim to be a hillbilly. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> also in October is the Keeneland uh, fall, fall meet, meet. Yeah. in Lexington, Kentucky. So an all day horse race, or I, I'm saying all day, it usually starts around one o'clock. But they have it every weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday uh, in October only. Well, I'm saying October, April and October. Yeah. So it's a special event. You're getting close access to seeing the horses before they race. You're getting yeah. to see them with their jockey. You're getting to learn about betting on horses. You're getting and good it's a food. Low, uh, what do you say? Low pressure environment. Yes. It's not like you're stepping into something. Great entry point yeah. if you're interested in attending a horse race. Very achievable, like a baby step to the Derby. Yeah, yeah. So um, we will talk about that later. Uh, full Keeneland special because we had a fantastic experience yeah. for that. The only other thing I had, are you? Do you have anything else? Mm-mm. I didn't even know where to start because I am not a NASCAR person. Sure. But yeah. that is a big piece of Southern culture that I'm not very yeah. um, educated on. So I'm just going to mention that there are many cities in the South. Yes. Um, Talladega mm-hmm. in Alabama, Bristol in Tennessee, Charlotte in North Carolina, Daytona. I think yeah. Richmond may even Okay. Have I didn't know Richmond was. A, um, so there's speedways and there's events literally from February to November okay. at these various, okay. may, may even be more. Um, but I don't, so you get your calendar and look up yeah, no in idea. the speedways what all's going on. I don't know really what to mention is the big ones that are mm-hmm. the best, but mm-hmm. I know from a Tennessean's perspective, Bristol and Talladega are both pretty important. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, I would say for November and December, I'm going to kind of group those together because I don't have necessarily a specific event to highlight, but more of just places if you're wanting to experience Christmas. Um, I would say we've recommended this before. Christmas at the Biltmore Estate in North Carolina. Really hard to beat. Um, So anytime in November and December that you could make your way over to North Carolina to experience that home, that property. It's just very worth it. Yeah, Asheville as well. And then um, the other two that we mentioned um, on a previous episode, Christmas in Dahlonega, Georgia, Mm -hmm. and Natchez, Mississippi. Yeah. Both of those places just really do Christmas well as far as just making the whole community (laughs) Christmassy. So those would have good... um, parades, tour of homes, just all sorts of things that you could uh, do to get you in the Christmas spirit. Yeah. Wow, that's a good start. No, I think... That's a list. That's a lot of vacationing if you could hit several of those. Yeah, if you could hit one or two of those, I'd say you get uh, a good year of southernness in your calendar. So we, uh, we do hope that your new year gets off to a wonderful start. Thank you for listening to the Steel Magnolias podcast Please yeah, help us spread the word. Um, we do hope to to get this far and wide to our Southern friends and then those that um, are Southern curious, yeah. <laughs> if you will. So um, subscribe, share us on Instagram, tell your friends, and we will see you back here next week in full swing. 